Hello and welcome to another edition of Brotherly Love Eagles Podcast. <laughs> a very somber, a very devastating day on a Eagles Victory Day. Usually cause for celebration with the NFC supremacy, but of course... The ultimate Pyrrhic victory. It's all about the injury to Carson Wentz. And the latest reports, Adam Schefter is reporting that the Eagles fear that it is indeed an ACL tear. Matt, I'm not a spiritual man, but the devil reigns in Philadelphia. (laughs) He truly does. It's not William Penn, it's the devil. (laughs) Well, mom always says... uh, (laughs) Eagles are cursed. This franchise is cursed, and that's one for mom on on that on that level. <laughs> for the for the purposes of this podcast, by the way, I'm going to assume he's out for the year. Yes, I, yeah. I think Adam Schefter's you know his his sources are usually pretty reliable. You know, there was a bunch of uh, at the time of this posting, there was a bunch of Twitter chatter, but I didn't hear any credible sources or see any credible sources, and then. I saw that tweet from Schefter, and he he usually doesn't run with something unless it's pretty a pretty good source. And Aaron Andrews was saying on the sideline that like all the Eagles uh, medical personnel were walking away from the tent, shaking their heads. Yeah, so that was a bad sign too. Yeah, you you just had a feeling. It was the one thing we have been worried about all year with Wentz. As much as we love him, sometimes he gets too aggressive and tries and makes plays, plays with his legs, you know, and that's always gives you, you know, and he doesn't know how to slide well. He's always, you know, going into a getting tackled, getting hit hard instead of just going down and waiting for another play for another day. And he definitely, he definitely had it coming. And, uh, you know, he was, uh, he was leaving it all out there and you knew he would cause he was going up against golf and it was number one versus number two. You know, I'm sure he has a chip on his shoulder about that, that he wasn't the number overall pick because he is a great player. And, you know, they always use motivation like that. So I'm sure he had a little, you know, pep. Yeah, and he played an unbelievable game to that point, you know. He he, he definitely showed the world uh, convincingly that he's way better than Jared Goff. I, I texted my buddies that. It's like, it's obvious that Wentz is way better than Goff. And Goff pretends like he, the, he pretends like he uh, is running things at the line, but it's all through the headset because he doesn't do anything after the play clock passes 15 seconds. Yeah, and he just doesn't do anything where you're like, "Wow, that was an unbelievable play." You know, or he, that. Makes, he makes some nice throws, and in for that offense, it's it's mainly through Gurley. Gurley is what makes that offense run. It's a damn shame too for the league that Watson and Wentz both get blown their knees blown this season because they were the two breakout stars. Yeah, and then every, all the big stars, you know, so many. J.J. Watt was out for the year. Um, you know, so there's been all these great players are out for the year. It shows you what a violent game it is with these athletes like they are, and it just takes one hit to just end a, a team season. And like I always say, Matt, success in the NFL, unless you're Bill Belichick, is precarious, and we'll never know what might have been. We'll never know what might have been. Although we gotta, we gotta keep following this team. Do you think so? The <laughs> Unfortunately, first, the yeah. first the first question is going to be: Does this team have any shot to get to the Super Bowl without Carson Wentz? No, no chance. You say so you think there's absolutely no chance. Yeah, not with not with Nikolai Foles at the helm. <laughs> no, 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 no. And <laughs> I mean, I mean, we could get lucky. Right. And and maybe 
we could get lucky and maybe I could see a scenario where we sneak sneak into the NFC Championship or or the Super Bowl. Like if we just like you know have a couple of good games and like you know the wrong NFC team limps into the Super Bowl. Like I could see us beating Minnesota with Nick Foles if Minnesota can win with Case Keenum. Right. If that's the NFC Championship game. Yep. But you know if we walk into the Super Bowl, which you know. It's it's hard to believe that it's not going to be the Pats in the Super Bowl because Pittsburgh is a joke. Um, then I I can't imagine we have any chance to beat New England with Nick Foles. No, I I agree with that. But I, the question was, can we get to the Super Bowl? And I do think there is a scenario where we could because yeah, it's it's just like the 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 outlier scenario, right? Because yeah. if we're the number one seed, then we only have to win two games. They'll both be at home. And like you said, it just depends on who the matchup is. But it, we definitely have to change our philosophy and now become a run-first team and a lot of play action. Oh, yeah, we're going to become a game-manager offense. Yeah, and a lot of read option, which Folds is actually pretty good at, as we know when it, from his great year under Chip Kelly. It's, I just, say it's that, just hard yeah. to get excited. <laughs> I know we're talking about, like, <laughs> can we still make the Super Bowl? Like, we, we're so now... <laughs> But you could even you could even hear us reaching, right? That was that was like it, it was within our grasp, and we're still trying to rationalize the way that we get there with Nick Foles. Yeah, uh, you know it, it's gonna have to, yeah, it's gonna have to come down to the defense now and the, and the running game. That's the the only shot we have to pull up some sort of miracle. And the, and the defense did step up in the fourth quarter when it mattered. You know they were getting they were getting uh, annihilated by Gurley all all game and. When I have this full page of notes, which I can pretty much just throw out of the trash at this yeah, point. Yeah, I, I thought gonna... about just burning it before <laughs> this podcast. Since we're probably not going to get too much into the weeds on all the notes we usually have for the game. You know, Gurley had an unbelievable game. And this was the first game all season where a running back really decimated the, the Eagles run defense, which has been stellar all year. So that was definitely the biggest negative. But in the fourth quarter when it mattered, they made some big stops, both with Gurley and then, of course, that strip. That strip from uh, Chris Long after, you know, you thought they had stopped him and then there was the P.I. call and then on the very next play, Long makes that play. And I think part of it, too, was that, um, yeah, yeah, to your point, they came out in the second half. They had that huge 20-yard screen to Gurley and then they followed it up with, like, a play-action play to Cooper Cup. And they kind of kept riffing off that. That's their whole offense, like, riffing off of Gurley with play-action. It felt, like, late in the game. Uh, Schwartz was ready for it. Like, he was able to just know when play action was coming. Like, they were telegraphing it. So, I think that was part of why the defense was able to close up as they, at the end of the game. And also, they were fresher because we were, we were dominating them in time possession. Yeah, it was absurd. Yeah. So. The, the, how lopsided the uh, time of possession stats were. And that it was great to see, and we'll, we'll go back to crying about Carson in a, a second, but it was also great to see <laughs> That Peterson learned his lesson from last week when we were all over him, me especially, about the conservative nature of the game plan and how this team has always been aggressive. And you saw Balls throughout, of steel. Yeah, you saw throughout the day that he was going to be aggressive, and I'd much rather lose that way. I think the two, the two plays that typified that were um, in the first half, we went for it on fourth and one when we were on the Rams 31. We had the 18-yarder to, to Aguilar. Mm-hmm. And then... There was another in the second half, the, well, fourth, the fourth and three down, yeah, the on, the, on the Rams third, the TD to Alshon, yeah, where the, at, the play after Wentz died. Yeah. And uh, his ghost threw the ball to Alshon. 
And then the other one that was ballsy was the the uh, third and eight call, giving it, leaving it in Foles' hands to complete it to Aguilar. Yeah, exactly. To ice the game. Yeah, and that was a great, I was, catch, great catch by Aguilar. He had a great gutsy. game. And he had yeah. some great catches today where, you know, when it usually – the knock on him, especially his rookie season, was too many drops, you know. And then the even Jeffrey had a really good game. He had that one play where we thought he should have made the play on the ball, and then we got that miracle uh, gift you know, sportsmanlike conduct call. Um, but I mean, that catch in the end zone for the touchdown on fourth down was incredible. Yeah, philosophically, like you, you call this, we we got our mojo back today. Dougie P, Dougie P decided he wasn't he was going to go down swinging. And that's been the MO of this team all year. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I think, you know, that's not going to change with Foles. It's just <laughs> we, not, we might not be as successful as we were with Wentz <laughs> yeah. in those situations. We, we got our mojo back just in time uh, for us to lose our franchise quarterback for the rest of the year. Yeah, it's pretty incredible that if he tore his ACL that he then still threw that <laughs> touchdown pass on fourth down. Yeah, you, you could you could see you could see how how much in pain he was after he got clobbered on that play. Yeah, you and I both texted like he's definitely hurt. Yeah. But I thought maybe it was like a rib or something. So I was like, okay, well he you know, he can he can probably battle through that, you, you know, even if he's in pain unless he broke some ribs and then he's out for a couple weeks. But I wasn't thinking it was his knee, and then as soon as they said it was his knee, I was like, oh. Well, yeah, well, I could tell he was gimping, so I, I was just hoping it was like a walk-it-off situation. Right. But, but this, isn't a, this isn't 12-year-old Little League in downtown Pennsylvania <laughs> we're talking about here. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the level of athletes just slightly different. Yeah, slightly. Not a lot different. And then when you saw that in real time, that hit, it just looked bad. Oh, yeah. I mean, it looked horrific. Yeah, it was. Uh, but you know, obviously, like every time that that's happened this year, I have a heart attack, and a part of me was like, "Well, he he does that a lot, so I'm sure he's fine." And then, right. but once he got up on the next play and was wincing, I, I knew something was up. Yeah. Well, it was uh, it, it, it was such a great day, and then it was just it was a great season. <laughs> <laughs> well. We can't give up on the season, but we'll we'll definitely have to reset expectations. You know, it's still a playoff team. We won the division today. <laughs> let's 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 try to think of examples of times that uh, teams with horrific quarterbacks won the Super Bowl. And the re- in recent memory, the Broncos did it. You know, so yeah, but the Peyton Manning, and that was because of you know it comes down to the defensive line. Those those teams both. Yep. If you look at the first Giants Super Bowl with a mediocre Eli Manning, because I think the second Super Bowl Eli had a great playoff run, but. The first Super Bowl they won, that was because they consistently were able to get pressure on Tom Brady. And then if you look at the Broncos Super Bowls, they consistently got pressure on Cam Newton. Yeah, well, I'll take Nick Foles over Skeletor or Peyton Manning. Yeah, so, you know, not, I would say 99% hope is lost, but, you know, <laughs> if, if they can somehow get the number one seed, or at least the number one or two seed, and so... You knock off that you only have to win two games, not three. But, you know, ideally in the number one seed, you're at home. Your defense, you know, the defensive line has been deep all year. So that will continue to be the case throughout the rest of the season. You have a, a slew of running backs by committee that do a great job. Um, you, you know, the the two things – well, the main thing – I was saying the two things, but it's two positions. The Jason Peters injury 
is still the other main one. And then Wisniewski went out and then so no one ever talked about that, of course. And then once Wentz happened, you know, we weren't going to hear about that. But Wisniewski has been great this year and it'll be a pretty big loss if he's out for a significant amount of time because it's all going to depend on the run game and uh, the defensive line. Uh, I will say, though, so now that uh, Wentz is out, I, we have a cakewalk final three games of the season. But going into the playoffs, I'll expect us to lose every game by 37 points. So from a coronary perspective, that adds years to my life. <laughs> so, so that's good. If we, if we still had wins, I would be expecting us to win every game. So if we lost, it would be horrible. But now, you know, the lowest of low expectations. So that, that's the silver lining here, Matt. Well, you know, I, it depends on who we would play. You know, like, you're right. Like, a team like New Orleans with Drew Brees, that would make me really nervous. But if it's, like you said, Minnesota, you know, at home. We I could win that game 12-9. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> buying the Case Keenum hype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, those are the, you know, those are the scenarios. And all these, all these teams in the NFC, even though it's much stronger than the AFC, have shown that they have flaws. Mm-hmm. And the you know the Saints look great one week and then they look very mediocre the next week against the Rams, which the Eagles won in L.A., which New Orleans couldn't do. So, well, we and we did everything in our power to gift wrap this game to the Rams because the the block punt touchdown was a gift. Although they could have had two, they almost had one in the first half. Yeah, how did that guy didn't block that was insane. And then, obviously, the interception on, like, the third play of the game was kind of just like a fluky interception. Right. When Aguilar didn't catch it. So, we, we gave them 14 points. I feel like we showed decisively that we were better than the Rams today. Yeah. Better, uh, yeah. better at quarterback and that, I mean, I, both defenses are pretty wretched, but we kind of had the edge and, like, star quarterback power until we lost ours forever. But our, our defense, you know... Definitely steps up when it mattered. But, yeah, they gave up a bunch of points. And, like I said, Gurley ran ruptured all day. So I was going to come in hot with uh, with the DVOA stats. This was the DVOA <laughs> Super Bowl. The Rams are number one. The Eagles are number two. But who gives a shit now? <laughs> and the Rams are the number two overall special teams unit in DVOA. But, again, who, care? who cares? You were so excited. It kind of, I was so excited. It ruined your day on so many levels. You had your tidbits ready to rock. Your, your DVOA Super Bowl ready to go. I, I had so many game changing plays, and <laughs> now it's all it's all thrown into the dustbin of history. <laughs> your Ray didn't your impact play of the game. There's so much to choose from. Uh, <laughs> now there's only one to choose from. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's an existential Ray didn't your game changing play of the game. Yeah. Well. You know, I don't think we have to belabor the points too much. It's a devastating day in Eagles history with, you know, which is so ironic on so many levels because he became uh, the he threw for the most touchdowns for any QB for the Eagles for a season already this week. So he holds that record and then (laughs) goes out with probably a devastating knee injury. Um, so, you know, Eagles fans, it'll be a somber week in Philadelphia. People will try to, I think people will eventually get up for this team still because they showed a lot of heart to win that game today. And we are going to be in the playoffs. And if we take care of business the rest of the season, uh, me as an Eagles fan will still, you know, be there to watch those games and root for them. But, you know, I think you're right. The level of expectations of a dream season are now into, you know, can we salvage any hope from this season? Yeah, no, we, I, I just hope we can 
just utterly ruin the NFC playoffs for the rest of America by turning it into <laughs> a defensive slog fest <laughs> and make it to the Super Bowl and uh, concuss Tom Brady out of the game. Like, yeah. <laughs> Like the Broncos, like I said. So that's well, what I'm hoping for. FU America. I never root for any injury for any star quarterback, especially, you know, even with teams I don't like because, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather beat the team on the other side that's, you know, especially in the quarterback position that is, is the marquee name. But, you know, for us, it'll be now Nick Foles. <laughs> yeah, hope, maybe Nick – hey, maybe Nick Foles could turn into Jake Dillon for one magic season. Well, you know, you there's, know? there's been seasons where backup QBs like Jeff Hostetler with the Giants, you know, he, but Jeff Hostetler then also became a pretty good starter after that for the Raiders, but he won a Super Bowl with the Giants. And he came in late as as the second and Tom Brady. quarterback. Tom Brady. Yeah, well, Tom Brady was also <laughs> that was earlier in the season. And then, if you remember, he got hurt in the AFC Championship game, and Drew Brees had to play. And you mean then, uh, not Drew? I'm Brees. sorry, Drew Brees. Drew Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe. Sorry, sorry, I'm, I have Drew Brees on my mind. I would definitely say that you know Nick Foles is not you know there's kind of like the backup quarterback class where if they go into the game you're completely effed because they're an absolute liability but as backup quarterbacks go nick full isn't the worst yeah he did an ad- admirable job today he missed some throws but you know he probably ha- doesn't practice much with the first team offense so that's going to happen so yeah he did, he did a really respectable job and he, he you know the, his teammates in the huddle seemed to like you know it wasn't like they were like oh here comes nick Foles. like they seem pretty confident in him and you know so it's gonna be it's not like we got to stick Nathan Peterman in there. Yeah, it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be uh, an adjustment to say the least. But um, any any final thoughts? You know, we don't really need to get much into anything else. <laughs> yeah, this uh, casts a shadow over everything. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, we clinched the division, so we're guaranteed a playoff spot. So that's <laughs> nice. Uh, but um, yeah, it just really sucks because I I hope this wasn't like. You know, in some alternate universe, if Carson Wentz isn't a moron and tries to score a touchdown going headfirst into the end zone, uh, maybe would have won. It. We would have won it this year, Matt. But we'll never know. We'll never know. You got to finish. Doesn't mean anything if you don't finish. I, I, you know, my final thought is yes, it's devastating, no doubt. But you know, it it was. It's been a great ride with Wentz. It's great to see that Wentz is a legitimate star quarterback in this league. Everybody says it. They were saying it. You know, you know when former quarterbacks they don't like to give praise of new guys, and it, it's very rare. And both Aikman, you know, and anybody else, and and how long wasn't a quarterback? But any former player, you know, they're both saying reminds them of Elway, reminds them of Roethlisberger, all these you know Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. So. Um, you know, that, that, that is high praise and, you know, John Elway is one of the best of all times and Roethlisberger is probably going to be a hall of fame quarterback. So, you know, that's, that's not going to change And an ACL injury. Yeah. He's done for the year, but you know, he's going to come back strong next year and, you know, be a um, pick up right where he left off and he'll have even more of a chip on his shoulder because he'll think that there was unfinished business. If that, you know, is indeed the case, which we most likely think it is. So while and it's I, devastating yeah. short term and, and mom can say the franchise is cursed and, you know, I'm sure she's pouting in, in, in Downingtown as we speak. But, you know, we have the franchise QB and so at least we don't have to worry about that. In some ways, also, 
again, I'm reaching here. Big reach, Matt. Big reach. But, uh, you know, maybe this is the brutal lesson that Carson will learn that, you know, he's not superhuman. And, you know, if this is the end of his season, which it looks like it is, then hopefully he goes into next year knowing, you know, I can't take on three defenders at the goal line and get sandwiched like that again. And it will mean that he's more durable over the course of a longer career, hopefully. Yep. 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 That's that's well put. And with that, NFC East champs, but uh, a somber day as an Eagles fan. But, you know, these things happen, and that's what makes sports great and what makes them also so devastating. But we will, we will still root on, and we will still have the Brotherly Love Eagles podcast throughout the rest of the season. But until just then, really low energy. Yeah, but just until, really low energy. Yeah, but until then, <laughs> we will uh, talk to you next time. See ya.